You're listening to Coco's Tea with I Am The Real Coco. episode of Coco's Tea, episode 94. Y'all, what is good out there? I hope everybody's having a decent weekend. Um, we're going to get into a few topics in a few minutes, but first, I want to make one huge announcement. Coco's Tea is looking for some sponsors, all right? We are looking for some people who are willing to give to the Coco's Tea podcast, fans, people who enjoy this content. Go to anchor.fm slash Coco's dash Tea, okay? If you want to support this podcast and you enjoy the content, well, donate right there and we'll keep the shows going, all right? Let's go right into the tea, okay? Well, actually, let's not get right into the tea because literally in doing the pre-production, we found out the news that Kobe Bryant has passed away. And this is difficult because one, I'm I'm having to do show by myself. It'd be a little bit easier right now if I had somebody on the mic with me, but I don't. And I really just don't know what to say. I honestly, I didn't want to continue to do the show, but the saying the show must go on is, is, is real. You know, the BET Awards, when Michael Jackson passed away, they had to keep going. And so this is my job. Like I have to, I have to keep going. And this is a difficult one because Kobe Bryant was one of the key figures that introduced me to the sport of basketball. I played basketball between high school, middle school, elementary, middle, and high school. And I'm a huge Laker fan for people who know me personally. Like, that is the only NBA team that I care about. And Kobe Bryant, uh, of course, along with Shaq, Derek Fisher, Rick Fox, Horace Grant, that whole team from the late 90s to the early 2000s, like that was that that was the team of the Lakers that like I became a fan of. And of course, Kobe continued to carry that legacy on his own. And he's a huge reason as to why I'm a Laker fan. And I know my brother right now is sobbing because he loves Kobe Bryant. So this is just a very difficult moment time right now. You know, it's it's actually kind of eerie because a year ago when I found out that Nipsey Hussle died, I was here at the studio getting ready in pre-production for my podcast. And I'm finding out that Nipsey Hussle passed away. So it's a very eerie feeling, first of all. Second of all, just I just don't know what to say. Uh, just prayers out to Kobe's family. I know that his wife just had a baby. So I think they're, you know, he has two girls who are teenagers and then he has two younger babies and there were also a few other people who were on that helicopter as well 
and just prayers out to those people. Coco's tea. So in this week's Coco's Tea. I wanted to talk a little bit about the Grammys. It's going to be live on air tonight. And this episode is coming out on Monday. So um, the Grammys have always been known. I mean, not just the Grammys, but the Oscars too. have always been known for not highlighting black artists or not showing appreciation towards black artistry. And even if black artists are properly nominated, they're not properly awarded, i.e. when... Beyonce lost to Adele when she had put out Lemonade. Like, come on. Yeah, like you you already know the tripping. So there's a woman named Deborah Duggan, who is the former president and CEO of the Recording Academy, that has recently taken a leave of absence after being accused of misconduct by a senior female team member of the Recording Academy team. So an assistant of hers accused Duggan and her predecessor, Neil Portnow, of bullying her until she took that leave of absence. So according to the New York Times, Duggan's dismissal came a few weeks after she sent an email exposing the Recording Academy's flaws in their system. Her memo stated that there are voting irregularities, financial mismanagement, exorbitant and unnecessary legal bills and conflicts of interest involving members of the Academy's board, executive committee and outside lawyers. So this week, Duggan has now accused Joel Katz, a lawyer for the Recording Academy of sexual harassment alongside Portnow of raping an unidentified female recording artist. Now, keep in mind, in the past, Portnow has made statements about how women need to step up in regards to having their own success, like completely ignoring all of the barriers for for women, people of color, the LGBTQ community, etc. So this is already kind of like scandalous because this all happened in the last week. Leading up to the Grammys, which I said is airing tonight. So last night, Diddy gave a speech at Everybody Knows That Clive Davis Puts Together, this huge pre-Grammy party. And last night, Diddy was actually honored. And he gave this speech about the lack of inclusion at the Grammys. So this is what he had to say. So I say this with love to the Grammys. um, Because you really need to know this. Every year... Y'all be killing us, man. Man, I'm talking about the pain. I'm speaking for all the artists here, the producers, the executives. The amount of time that it takes to make these records, to pour your heart out into it, and you just want to even play and feel. In the great words of Erica Badu, we are artists and we are sensitive about our shit. We are passionate. For most of us, this is all we got. This is our only hope. Truth be told, hip-hop has never been respected by the Grammys. Black music has never been respected by the Grammys to the point that it should be. So so right now, in this current situation, it's not a revelation. This thing been going on. And it's not just going on in music, it's going on in film, it's going on in sports, it's going on around the world. And for years we've allowed institutions that have never had our best interests at heart to judge us. And that stops right now. So I 
I completely agree with Diddy. It's been said for a long time that black people, black artists in particular, need to find a way to not feel the need to be validated by the Grammys. Now, let's be clear. The Recording Academy, the Filming Academy, the Oscars have created this system where people feel like they do need to be validated because after you get those awards, all of a sudden your stock goes up. You get more money for films, for features, et cetera, right? Or you get to have that that credit now, recording Academy winner, Oscar winner, Grammy winner. This, you know, you get to have that label now and it, you know, it brings your stock up a little bit. But obviously we're not being respected. And I think it's important to have somebody like Diddy, who was a representative of the culture, not just a representative of the culture, but also an icon, somebody who is well-respected not just within the industry, but from even those white people. And to say, we're going to give you one last chance. We're going to give you a full year to get your shit together and to get it right. Or we're going to bounce and you're not going to have any of us to tap dance on your stage for you while you also give our awards away to other people. So I think that was very important. That I'm, I'm, I'm very glad that he took that opportunity to use his platform and to understand how important it is for someone of his caliber to say that in front of because it wasn't just, you know, he didn't say that in front of black people. He said that in front of the people who are the decision makers that people talk about when it comes to who votes at the end of the day for who wins the awards at the Grammys. He said that in front of those people as well. So. I think it's time. I, I don't. I feel like honestly, giving him another year is is a, us again being graceful. You know, black people are always be giving grace. We're always forgiving, and we can give him one more year because you know Diddy says so. People gonna listen to him before they listen to Coco. So you know, let's give them one more year to see if they gonna get their shit together, and then let's keep it moving. Let's see what happens. Let's see can we get our own shit together, our own academy, and validate one another. Because that's really the only way that we're going to win is if we create our own system. But, you know, that's a whole other story. That's a whole other thing. OK, let's get it moving. Coco Artist of the Week. OK, so for this week, I have my Coco Artist of the Week live in the studio. You know, I do this from time to time when I come across some music or I come across an artist that I'm really uh, that I think is really, really dope. And I particularly like to support artists locally here in Birmingham in the 205. And so Blacksford, he probably doesn't know this, but I think the first time I saw you was at the Fly V donation party last summer. And that's why I saw you performing. I was like, oh, he has a really good sound. So um, I think that's where I first started following you on social media. Media. And then yesterday I was like, I haven't had a, a live Coco artist in the studio in a while. So let me try to find me somebody. And so I came across your page. I heard your, your most recent single. Mm -hmm. And I was like, let me get him in the studio. But first, let's get into a little bit of who you are. So, yes, I go by the name of Black Spear, born and raised from Birmingham, Alabama. Um, I'm a soulful artist, you know, singer, songwriter, composer, poet, uh, musician. And um, that's really pretty much Tell the people about your music. Like, what can people experience or what is it that makes you unique as an artist? Me as an artist, um, it starts from the beginning where I came up, like, playing with Legos as a kid. Legos? It, yeah, so it kind of opened up my creativity and my um, imagination. And so with that um, comes with my music. I open up my imagination and I like to take people on a voyage, like take them on an adventure, tell a story, you know, tell a story about real life, or it can just be 
the things that we imagine in our minds. Mm-hmm. And that's what my music bring with a smooth, cool vibe to it. Okay. I don't think I've ever heard anybody correlate Legos to making music. That's interesting. It's about it's all creating. Okay. You know, it's creating. You know, when you when you have Legos, you you start from scratch. It's just like when you're creating a song or anything else. Yeah. So I assume that you like to like paint or draw. I definitely like to you, draw. Okay, because you mentioned the Lego, so I just figured that you like to do that kind of stuff with your hands. Yeah, I drew this. Oh, nice. Yeah, <gasps> Can I, I get that? that? Uh, you have another one? I get my grandma to make some more. Okay. You know, I'm, I'm actually working on uh, my own brand, Spir- okay. Spirism. Okay. And uh, it's going to be this and my hoodie. I drew that too. That's another thing I drew. Now, what's on the hoodie? I can't tell. Now, that is like, um, it's pretty much a goat, the Capricorn sign. I'm a Capricorn. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So I was born a goat, you know. Okay. It was just, it was just meant to be. I feel it. Uh, So, you know, I draw, and that's why I pretty much put in my releases. That's whether you look at Love is Bliss. Yeah. Uh, The cover on that was something I drew. Okay. And that's the original. And I like to put, I'm a fan of organic, like, authenticity. Okay. So I like to put the original on there. Gotcha. So. Okay. I'm a Gemini. Can you get me one made, a sweatshirt like that? I'm more of a a sweatshirt girl anyway than I am. I I could do something like that. Okay. Yeah. I like that. Okay. So the song that you we're going to play today is called Love Bliss, correct? Lover's Bliss. Lover's Bliss. Mm-hmm. Okay. What's the inspiration behind that song? Uh, Lover's Bliss is the base narrative around it is um, basically my dream girl. Uh, she gives me the time of day. However, she's, she's also occupied. You know, she has a guy, mm. but... But she still gives me that inch of hope. Mm. And um, she she gives me a little time from time to time. And, and I'm still, like, hanging in there. And I'm, uh, you know, supposedly we have a night of passion. And the next morning you're thinking, like, where do we go from here? Mm. That's interesting. I think a lot of people can relate to that story. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like a double-sided question because it's like you want to know the answer, but at the same time, it's one of those questions you may not want to know the answer to mm-hmm. because it may be an answer you don't want. You don't want to ruin that moment. Right. Right. That makes sense. I actually like, I think I like the song even more now now that you told me that backstory because <laughs> I really just liked the music itself. Is it on YouTube? Can I yes, find it on here? it's on YouTube. How can I find it's, it? Because I want to I play it on the podcast. Uh, you could put in uh, Black Spear and put in Lover's Bliss. All right. Well, you guys heard it here first. This is Black Spear, Lover's Bliss on the Coco Tea Podcast.
That's what's up. I love that song. I really do. You guys go stream it on Spotify, Apple Music, anywhere that you listen to music, correct? That's correct. Okay. Now, tell me your opinion real quick. Because you just heard me talk about the Grammys a little bit. What do you think about what Diddy said in in regards to the Recording Academy? And then also, what do you think about... um, just like black creatives being supported here locally in Birmingham, specifically as an artist, like, do you feel supported or do you feel like there's a community that's being built to where you guys are supporting one another? Like, what are your thoughts on that? Okay. Um, that was a lot. I asked like five questions at yeah. one. <laughs> concerning um, what Diddy said first, like I watched it from the beginning and I was like, okay, it's about time. Like, mm-hmm. like that's what's up. Like I was like, Go, go, Diddy, go. Like, don't, you know, don't stop. Don't stop. Eh, eh, eh. You know what I'm saying? Like, keep on going like it's about time. And, you know, people have been saying something. But, you know, it's about time those moguls decide to start really saying something mm-hmm. in the midst of those big heads who have a chance to, um, and who've always had a chance to make a difference. Um, and concerning the the city of Birmingham or just the state of uh, Alabama, man, we have so much undiscovered talent out here. You know, um, you know, it, it deals with different perspectives, but uh, I would say the, the, it's definitely a lack of resources and opportunities. Um, for us, uh, we, I, I, I definitely appreciate what Daryl Johnson do. Um, with 98.7, where he, you know, he plays the local artist spotlight a lot of times. Mm. Um, you know, y'all do um, the 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 Alabama now. You know, you play different local artists um, around town, which I would like to hear some smooth, uh, soulful sounds on there from time to time. If it's hip-hop and R&B, then, you know, you got to show more love to the soulful side, too. Mm. You know, and uh, as you can see, we spitting bars over here, too. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So like it's I feel 
It's something that, that people like to ride to, and people are saying it out in the streets. But it's almost like the players aren't, they not listening. Or the they, players? Yeah, the ones who, who press play on the radio station. Mm-hmm. But we don't know. We okay. don't know if the if the bosses may tell them to play certain things. You know, tell them that this this only thing you can play is what's hot. You know, you know, when we hear the battles on 957 Jams, we like we hearing battles from folks who are already hot. Like what are the battles from the local people? Mm. You know, why not say what's hot or not from the local artists? Right. Cause we we still got a lot to say, you know, and a lot of us just growing old, man. We're getting old and they give up. Mm. So you're saying that the artists, um, the, some of the local artists are getting older and they're giving up on their music. That's what you're saying? Yeah, like, well, they don't give up on the passion. You know, they, you have people who, who keep on going, but as over time you see that it diminish. You know, it's the lack of uh, support and, you know, we want the city behind us. You know, we a lot of us are real talented. You know, it's not even just me speaking on my behalf. I can speak for myself or how I feel, but... You know, I'm, I know there's other people out there who feel the same way. And, you know, we we look for that opportunity to put us out down the air. Let the people hear us because, I, I, you know, I play, I make music for all groups of people. You know, from 20 on up, the older people love what I do. The people my age love what I do. And, shoot, they want to hear it. They don't always want to hear just the same old stuff. Sometimes they want to hear some new stuff, something fresh. It's an interesting perspective. Well, um, those who listen to the podcast, they they know what's up. They're hearing you. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're the artist. You you represent the people. You represent some of the local artists here. So hopefully, you know, some of those decision makers, they understand and hear what you're saying. All right? But I appreciate you coming through the Coco C podcast. Tell people where they can follow you on social media. Uh, you can follow me at um, I am Black Spear at uh, Instagram. That's I-A-M-B-L-A-C-K-S-P-E-A-R-E. It's like Shakespeare. Take the shake out, put the black. Hey, hey, I like that. That was hot. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Coco's Tea Podcast. Make sure that you guys, if you want to support, go to anchor.fm slash Coco's dash tea and tell everybody about the show. Okay. Tell your mama, your granddaddy, your uncle, your neighbor down the street, your friend, your your work husband, your work wife. Tell everybody about the Coco's Tea Podcast. You can find us anywhere that you stream podcasts or Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, anywhere you listen to podcasts, Coco's Tea is there. Okay. Thank you for checking me out. Hey man, that was rocking, man. I like that.